Hi, welcome to the Politically Slanted Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Kelly. And you've come to the right place for all things politics, pop culture, and what's making news this week. Welcome back to the Politically Slanted Podcast. Kelly here chatting with you today about some of the ongoing issues in our country that seem to be tearing us apart, like the Black Lives Matter movement, defunding the police, and just all the protests and looting and racially charged stories that are in the news right now. I'll also try to work in a couple more happy stories or just things that will make your eyes roll to try to keep a few things lighthearted around here. But let's go ahead and jump in with the heavy issues and get those out of the way. So unless you've been living under a rock the last couple of weeks and don't know anything about the unrest in the country and the death of George Floyd, you are probably well aware that the ugly racism has reared its head once again in America. And it seems like things are not going to settle down anytime soon. I believe there are protests almost every day in all the major cities in the U.S. I know right here in Indianapolis, we've had one almost every single day for about two weeks. Um, Things have calmed down. They're all peaceful. The first weekend that we had the protesting, there was some rioting that happened after in the evenings and things were pretty bad downtown. But now it seems like those people have moved out and I actually don't really equate those people with the protesters. I think they're opportunists. They're just here to make people who actually do have something to say and stand for change look bad. And I think that it's wrong to tie those two groups together. But out of this protesting and calls for change, there's been a lot of talk about defunding the police department. And it sounds like that's going to happen in Minneapolis where the incident occurred. And I just kind of wanted to dig into what that might look like. I have questions, as I'm sure you do. What does that mean for me as a private citizen if I don't have a police department to call when there's something wrong? Does that mean that I'm in charge of my own safety? Um, What will happen If there's no one to investigate something, say my house were to get broken into and I have to shoot the robber and you don't have a police department to look into that, there's just a lot of questions for me on this. So I thought, well, it might be worth discussing because I bet everyone else has those questions too. So I did a little research and... um, They're talking about cutting city budgets and funneling money that would go to the police department to other areas. So like community programs, education, housing, mental health. And they think that if you funnel the money that's going into the police department into those other programs instead, that it will actually have a positive effect on society which would initially cut down on crime and violence, and you wouldn't need a police force to respond. 
So I think it's a good theory, but I don't know that it would actually work. And it also seems like wealth redistribution to me. So those would be tax dollars. And as a taxpayer, I should have say where my money goes. So when I elect someone, I look at how they're planning to spend my tax dollars, where that money is being allocated. And um, I feel like if you start funneling it into these other community type programs, that should probably be donor-based and not taxpayer-funded, then you kind of have some issues with wealth redistribution. And it looks like if you really want to get to the problem, you need to address the cops that are bad, you need to address their training behaviors, and you need to take a look at the police unions who protect these people. It's their job to protect the cops and make sure that they don't go to jail. So in my opinion, we need to do away with those police unions and have some accountability with how the officers act. Um, Maybe have some more regulated training and checks on these guys because I know that not all police are bad and probably 99% of them are good, but like anybody that has some sort of power position, it can go to your head, you can get hot-headed, and I think sometimes the things that they see out there on the street, it probably desensitizes them, and they just, brutality is no excuse for it. But maybe they just don't see that that is wrong anymore. And I think that you need to make changes within that system itself rather than saying, let's not fund you at all. So that's a conversation that I think a lot of people are having. And the interesting thing is a lot of these left-leaning groups are calling for this. But when you look at some of the Democrat leaders, like Joe Biden, he's not in favor of this. Um, It looks like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are trying to shut down that conversation. So I don't think that most Americans are in favor of this. I think there's just a small group that's out there using this as a maybe a disguise to get what they want, since we won't elect a president that will give away a bunch of free stuff. This is kind of their way of working that wealth redistribution idea in. And I don't know that um, defunding the police would actually have a positive effect or not. But I would love to hear someone else's ideas. I've just started researching this myself. So my opinions aren't fully formed. But these are just a few early ideas that I have when I've been reading some articles about this. So let me know what you think in the comments, and I would love to have a conversation about that. And then something else that I've really been thinking about over the past few weeks is the Black Lives Matter movement. And I personally was one of those people when it first started that felt like it was a little silly. Of course, Black Lives Matter but I tended to run more on the all lives matter side. 
And this may make me seem liberal, but I'm not liberal leaning. I like to look at things with a common sense lens, but I can see their point after some of these things that have happened in the last few weeks. I can see where the, the black community is really struggling with this because they're seeing images of themselves being killed on the news. And we've got people out there filming it and documenting it. And it makes them feel like they aren't seen and they aren't heard. And it makes them feel targeted. So I feel like as a compassionate person that I should listen to their side of the story and that they're black lives do matter. And I really think that if we are to kind of heal our divides in our country, we should listen to the other side and we should talk through what they're feeling and thinking. And maybe the initial group, the Black Lives Matter group, has some policy positions that aren't good. But the idea behind life mattering it's a conservative value. You know, we say that life begins at conception a lot of times. It's just a small unborn child. And Republicans and conservatives often get yelled at because we don't always seem to show that we care once life has made it out into the world. And I know that's not true in that the left uses some of those things that we don't like free health care as ways to make us seem cold and caring. But I wish that people would talk through these issues instead of just yelling at each other and just yelling back when someone says black lives matter, all lives matter, because there's no discussion there and there's no trying to understand where the person who is saying that is coming from. So that's just something that I've kind of been thinking over in the past few weeks. And I mean, I have friends that are married to black men and they have biracial children. And I'll just kind of listen to them talk through what they experience. And you know, we don't always see it if we haven't lived it. So I just think having those kinds of conversations are important. And I don't really think that's a political issue. You just need to talk to your fellow human beings, try to understand their point of view. You may not agree on everything, but at least seem like you care and you make them feel that their life is, is valued. So next, I kind of want to talk a little bit about cancel culture and two things that are very near and dear to my heart have been under attack this week. Um, J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, is being canceled once again by the liberals over some comments she's made about gender and sex and um, transgender people. And then the last few days, my favorite band since I was a teen, Hanson, has been kind of under attack by the fan base and now it's starting to kind of creep over into um, the media. It hasn't really been picked up by anybody big yet. I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't. 
but um, I thought I would talk about how everyone is going after those two people for two different reasons. So let's talk J.K. Rowling first. This isn't the first time that she's been under attack by her fan base and the more left-leaning side. They usually adore her just because she's such a strong feminist and she calls out Trump a lot, but they don't like her stance on transgender and the assignment of sex and gender. It seems like from her tweets, she believes that you are the gender that you are born with and you can claim to be another gender, but biologically that does not make you a woman if you're a man and vice versa. So she kind of jumped back into that again this week and reinforced those positions um, and it prompted Daniel Radcliffe, who played Harry Potter in the movies, to release a statement. But um, I'm going to pull up her tweets here. And she is saying that I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female, and I do not believe it's hateful to say so. And then Daniel Radcliffe responded to that. His response was a statement saying that transgender women are women and any statement to the contrary erases the identity and dignity of transgendered people and goes against all advice given by professional health care associates. So a lot of fans who are against what she has said have kind of felt like everything that their childhood was built on has kind of been ripped from them and they don't know how if they should still love harry potter so in his statement he read this to all the people who now feel that their experience of the books has been tarnished or diminished i am deeply sorry for the pain these comments have caused you i really hope that you don't entirely lose what was valuable in these stories to you If these books taught you that love is the strongest force in the universe, capable of overcoming anything, if they taught you that strength is found in diversity and that dogmatic ideas of strength is found in diversity and that dogmatic ideas of pureness lead to the oppression of vulnerable groups, if you believe that a particular character is trans, non-binary, or gender fluid, or that if they are gay or bisexual, if you found anything in these stories that resonate with you and helps you at any time in your life, That is between you and the book that you read, and it is sacred. So, I kind of agree somewhat with that. There are plenty of artists out there, musicians, authors, actors. I don't like their politics, but I can separate that from their... I guess, entertainment in their work that they put out. And I can still enjoy it even if I don't like some of their political posts and leanings. 
but I don't understand why what she said was so awful. Um, it makes sense from a scientific standpoint, and she's not putting the community down. She's just saying that gender is real, and she says if there's no same-sex attraction and sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. So effectively, she doubles down on her statements, and people are outraged, and they're basically canceling her over this. So that's just been a huge stir in the literacy world and the Harry Potter fandom, and people are crushed by this. But I still plan to watch the next Fantastic Beasts movies because it doesn't really matter to me what she thinks about this. I think she's done a lot of good in the world and she's entitled to her own opinion and free speech. So the next cancel culture that is happening with my favorite band, Hanson. It's kind of been sort of an unspoken thing in the fandom that they believed the brothers are conservative they don't ever talk politics they're midwestern homeschooled brothers they grew up in a large family and all the signs kind of pointed to the fact that they're conservative um, I like that they don't ever talk about their politics because I just don't think musicians really need to share that. I mean, I realize they have a platform and an influence, but I don't care what they think. I just want to enjoy the product that they put out and connect with music or books or whatever that may be. So over the past week or so, they've posted individually on their Instagram accounts about the Black Lives Matter movement, or I guess... They haven't really posted about Black Lives Matter, but they've posted about George Floyd, and there began sort of a buzz in the Hanson community, and if you're not familiar with the fans, we're crazy. I'll just straight up say that. We follow these guys for 20 plus years all over the world, and we're very loyal, very dedicated. We get a lot of hate for still liking them, and um most of us would defend them no matter really what they did but there began to be this buzz and people were upset because they were not tagging their post with the hashtag black lives matter and they started calling bs on them and saying their posts were really all lives matter posts and the fans started getting very angry that they were not responding so they put out a statement, and I don't think that they even really needed to do this, but they put out a, a statement from the band. So they, the band put this statement out, and I'm going to read it here. I thought it was nice. It's pretty straightforward and to the point. And... Um, 
it's kind of long, so I'll just kind of hit the main points here. Um, we have heard many express fear and hurt at the misuse of force by police, and we believe our officers should be held to the highest code of conduct to protect and serve. We are inspired by the courageous actions of those seeking to challenge the status quo. We denounce all forms of racism and any actions which prevent us from achieving our highest ideals that all are created equal. And then they kind of talked about how they strive to um, have a good message in their music. And um, they did not hashtag it Black Lives Matter. They didn't say anything about Black Lives Matter. And it was not good enough. Everybody went crazy. And they actually turned commenting off on their Instagram. But they were getting slammed on Facebook over this message that actually seems quite nice and normal and not something that they even really had to do. So a few days went by that people were relentless saying that it was all lives matter bullshit and people just would not let it go. So they posted last night a small statement just saying we believe any form of racism is an injustice and injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere there's no question that we believe that black lives matter so in in the midst of all of this someone found a pinterest account that zach hansen had made um, for an airsoft rifle group that he was in and I don't know how they figured out it was him, but they did. And he has admitted it was his. And they basically doxed him. So they post this Pinterest account on Reddit. And it's all this pro-Second Amendment stuff. Lots of gun posts. Lots of conservative memes. Things about Stand Your Ground, George Zimmerman, and the Trayvon Martin case. And... Um, several like libertarian type memes so in the middle of the black lives matter stuff we also have all these attacks going on zach specifically since he is conservative libertarian leaning and pro-gun so effectively the fan base or a portion of them decided to cancel hansen and they are selling off their merchandise in a group on Facebook. They were sending this stuff to TMZ and People Magazine, trying to get them to kind of out them to the mainstream media. And there's a huge subreddit going on about this whole controversy. The only person that has picked it up so far is a site on LiveJournal called Oh No They Didn't. And they kind of... Um, almost slandered them but I'm just I'm really sick of cancel culture and I'm sure everyone else is too people are not gonna think the same and it feels like everybody pressured them into making the Black Lives Matter statement when they did not feel like making that statement needed to be coming from their band They've always been good about not being political, and I just think it's so stupid 
that people have to try to make people seem to be racist when their actions over the years have been anything but. They've worked with children in Africa, given them drinking water, built orphanages. Um, They have black backup members in their band. And it's just, it's shocking how our culture has just become this intolerable society to anybody that does not think like you. And if you're conservative and even a libertarian, you're just automatically labeled a racist. So uh, it's just crazy that people take things as far as they do. And I just, I'm ready for cancel culture to be over and I'm sure everybody else is too. Alright guys, so I have one more thing that I'd like to talk about before we jump off here and go back to whatever we're doing throughout the day or evening. Don't know when you're listening, but um, I was scrolling through some articles online and something caught my eye. It's from NPR and it's called Your Bookshelf May Be a Part of the Problem. So as you know, I love to read. I'm a librarian and i I think I set a reading goal of about 75 books this year. I'm in the 30s, and um, I try to read diverse reads and mix in some nonfiction with my fiction, but primarily when I read a book, I like to escape or, you know, sit down with a good mystery and be entertained. But this author, whose name is Juan Vidal, has suggested that um, we need to decolonize our bookshelves and there are too many white authors sitting on there. So he goes on to say that um, while he thinks it's good that people are picking up diverse reads, he doesn't feel like 40-year-old men who are suddenly reading Toni Morrison are going to um, affect change and help get rid of the systemic racism that has plagued our country for 400 years. So I was kind of looking to see if there were any examples of things that I needed to purge from my bookshelf because I can see most of it here and it's looking pretty white, you guys. I've got some Harry Potter over there. I've got a couple books by Dana Lash. Now she's got Native American in her so she's probably okay to keep but um all the Twilight books are there I am a girl after all she's pretty white and Mormon so yep she probably needs to go oh the Hunger Games I bet they can stay because you know it's kind of relevant to the uprising that's going on in our country right now and then my mom recently sent my little black sambo book I had as a child you know that one probably really needs to go because it's on the book of insensitive and um, things that shouldn't be on the library shelf these days so yeah it looks like I need to examine my bookshelf too you know Hmm. anyway um, if I do this if I decolonize my bookshelf I will be actively resisting and casting aside the colonialist ideas of narrative storytelling and literature that have pervaded the American psyche for so long. 
Well, he goes on to ask me what books and authors I've allowed to influence my worldview. And I need to consider that if I identify as white, which, um, is it okay to not identify as white if you're white? That's maybe a different discussion for a different day, but, um, that didn't work out so well for Rachel Dozel. But, um, anyway, if I only read white authors, he says that I'm only listening to my own voice on repeat. But, um, he doesn't say what needs to go, so I guess, um, he leaves that up to me, and, you know, I kind of like the books on my bookshelf, so I, I think I'll keep them, one. Anyway, there's nothing wrong with having diverse reading, and I think it makes you a well-rounded person, but this is a little bit of a stretch to suggest that people's bookshelves are contributing to racism in America. So, yeah, thought that was kind of a fun little article and just kind of wanted to share that with you. I hope that you have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And just like always, we would love feedback from you. Follow us on all of our social media. We're on Facebook, politicallyslanted.com, Slanted Politics at Twitter, and Politically Slanted on Instagram. So I will catch you later, and hopefully our country will not be quite as volatile the next time I talk to you. See ya!